Hi, good evening, everybody. It's Odette Mishti, SYNYradio.com. Tonight presents to you Dating Untangled, Date for Clarity, and eventually Bezat Hashem's Success by Odette Rishti speaking. I'm a matchmaker and a dating advisor. Um, I didn't give myself the title of dating advisor. I, you guys gave it to me. Um, I just ended up somebody that the singles likes to like to come to to um, ask different advice, different topics of dating, finding the right one, how to accept a date, how to speak to a Shadchan. Sometimes when a Shadchan calls them, they end up calling me to ask me what to do or how to say things. So when I say dating advisor, it's true. Nobody gave me um, like the title. It's not an official title. My rabbi did say to me to advise people. He gave me like a, a chizuk one day to Odette, when, if you don't have time to matchmake, guide them. You're good at guiding them. You know, you know the right things to say. So um, that's where I kind of took the title from, but it, the title really came also from the singles. Uh, I'm, I'm not someone that just wants to walk around saying I'm a dating advisor. It's a hard to look at that on the, on the ad for the show. Um, because I, 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 who gave me that title? Who am I to assume that? But um, basically the reason why I think that is because you gave me that title. The singles who come to me and have been coming to me for like 23 years for shiduch advice and dating advice and I met someone and I'm excited and this and that. You'll come to me for these things and I'm here for you. So, um, but I am a matchmaker and I do try very hard to um, put people together that I know and that I've met. And I really do, I don't take two people and go, oh, I, uh, you know, I hardly met this person. They're 23. I don't know who they are. And, um, but he's the right age. Try. She's the right age. Why don't you try? I really do um, get to meet people and get to know them. And of course, I get to know them better after I've given them a few dates and seen their style or seen what they refused or see what they didn't like or see what they complained about. This is how I learn what what to do next or how to guide. Um, and I always like to preface my show with a little bit about who I am because um, I'm new out there. Like my name, of course, it's matchmaking 23 years. So whoever knows me and has been affected positively or negatively, hopefully not, um, is knows my name. But if you're new or younger and just coming on the dating scene in the community, you may not know who I am, and I just want you to know um, that I've better hush, I made a lot of matches. A lot of people you know, probably cousins, uncles, aunts, sisters, friends that you went to school with, whatever. You might even be a teacher to one of the kids that um, was born from one of my matches. So um, hopefully, that Hashem, I'm, I'm helping you out. I'm hearing from people that the advice has been helpful. And if you listen to my other shows, there's been a lot of good, good vibes coming from this show. Um, so I'm really excited and happy to um, be giving this show tonight. And um, the topic is, who am I listening to?
So um, who am I listening to? That What I mean is who are you listening to, the singles? What, um, what is your compass when you need advice, when you have something, a shiduch suggestion, or you're in the middle of dating somebody specific and something comes up, you have a question, you're at a crossroads, there's a fork in the road, what do I do? Like, do I continue? Is this correct? Is this not correct? Where are you getting your thoughts from? Where do you go when you're not exactly sure how to move forward? You may need one good sentence of advice on how to get over that little bump in the road. Maybe it's just a little hiccup. And you might even think that it's a big mountain and talking to the right person will shrink it down to size and make you, it's a little hurdle. It's not even a hurdle. What I thought was something wasn't, even today, I called someone with advice about a shiduch, like I was describing something that happened on a date and I thought of it a certain way and she flipped it for me. It's the perfect person to call for advice. She said, I know you see it that way, but what if it was this way? And I was like, wow, I didn't even see it from that side. From that side, the thing that was concerning me ended up zero. And you know what? It, it made me realize, oh, so I should tell these people to continue because really it was all good. And that concern could be that thing that she said and not the thing I'm worried about. And if it's the thing she said, there's nothing to worry about. So we give the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes the doubt is big because we think, oh my gosh, I might choose the wrong person. And so you blow that thing up. What if this little thing is a big thing and you make it bigger and bigger? We want to shrink things. We want to be conservative. We want to be careful. But we don't want to make small things bigger. And this way we can go forward and discover about the person that's in front of us that instead of we don't discover because we have inhibitions and nervousness and then we don't discover anything and then we don't move forward. And the whole point of this show is to get people to move forward. So back to the topic, who am I listening to? Um, I remember when my daughter got married and my son-in-law um, learned in Mikdash Melech for four years and his father is a rabbi and his father also uh, works, but is there's rabbis in the family, like the father is a rabbi. And he realized that he came to a family that grew religiously over many years, mine, and um, he noticed that glossy look on my eyes when I said rabbi or when I saw someone with a hat or wearing a suit and, you know, that we're religious and almost like a rabbi or had a beard. And I don't remember the exact story, but he said to me, Ma, you know, um, not every person in a black suit with a white shirt and a hat and a beard is someone you have to listen to. Not everyone it, that, that looks like a rabbi is a rabbi. And not everyone that has a title that makes them professional is, has the exact ideals that's proper to give you advice. 
Who are we listening to? And when he said that, right away, I went, you're right. Why did I? What was my source of him being right? The best source. I remember that when I first became religious and started growing and I was going to classes, might have been when I was still wearing pants and I was married and I was in a class and I was in the class with a skirt, but I was still wore pants at one point. And um, my rabbi, who's my rabbi now, sat in a class and he probably was talking to a crowd of young women who were recently married and all trying to go on the right derech. And he, 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 we were listening to his Torah, whatever he was planning on telling us, we were souping it up. We were sinking it into ourselves. We were sponges and excited and, and whatever he said was golden. And I think I came back every week happy and excited for whatever I was learning, but he knew he was so smart. Such a chesed he did for us that he told us, women, you're sponges and you're listening to me, but you don't, you have to know that there's a lot of rabbis budding around in the community, new rabbis budding, growing, sprouting, and you have to know who who's who. And um, he told us in a class out loud something sort of like what my son-in-law said. The exact words he said or close to was that you, how when you meet a new rabbi, um, you, you can ask him, in a respectful way, who is your rabbi? Why? Because every reputable rabbi has his own rabbi that he listens to, that he goes back to. Sure, he, your rabbi can be a bottom line and you could go to him for questions and, and he, he's the bottom line. He doesn't have to go ask someone else. That's not what I'm saying. But when a rabbi has his own question for his own life or his own congregation, or he's not sure, or he has a great area. He has to have a rabbi he goes to. Every person has a rabbi, even a rabbi. So he was trying to tell us that when we meet someone new of authority who's professing that they have authority, a title, don't just take it for granted that they that their title is valid and safe for you. We have to know who they are and who their rabbi is. It's the suit and the shirt and the hat don't tell us that we could be a sponge to their information. So we need to, you know, or a skirt and a, and a wig and a, and a rabbits and look may also be something we have to look into. Always go to your parents, ask around to the right people without causing a lashon hara. You're not trying to, you're just trying to find out when you meet a new person of authority, any kind of authority, a therapist, uh, um, anyone who's going to put thoughts in your head and guide you that there's someone pure, 
and and have a conscience and they they don't want to take on anything from their own mind all their sources are from a torah perspective and um even people who have a torah perspective and learn torah they have to have a kosher perspective that's that's Torah emet me Sinai pure the way Moshe Rabbeinu wanted us to learn it. And that comes from, that it's handed down from proper rabbi to proper rabbi to proper rabbitson to proper rabbitson to proper yeshiva, all being taught properly, hand, handed down. Bezat Hashem, that should always be that whoever we encounter should come from a pure source. So when my rabbi gave me that advice and them. Uh, you know, we had that glazed eye in our community. It's so beautiful. We have such a respect for rabbis that we we automatically take them in. We automatically, oh, rabbi, come. Oh, rabbi, let me give you, let me, you need something for your yeshiva, come. We don't ask questions. And it's great that we don't. And it, we should be that way, welcoming and giving and whatever. But with our own minds, it's more dangerous to hear something that, is Torah but wrong, then anything. It's very dangerous. It could lead us on the wrong road. So it's with that that I say that talking here, I avoid Torah subjects and 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 I tread very carefully. I want people to be guided properly. Um, And it's so important to me that everybody um, understands that we want you to be guided and we want you to go for guidance and we don't want you to just click off your dating when you have someone good. So we want you to ask questions and we want you to go to someone and we want you to trust. All those things are amazing. So go to your parents who know you best. And if you can't go to your parents, then you have to find out that who you're talking to is Emmet. And who you're talking to is sincere. And who you're talking to has your best interest at heart. And who you're talking to has no ulterior motives. It's so important. Because this is part of being untangled. Is Maybe these singles out there who will be listening to this one day or listening now. And they're 23 or they're 35 or they're 40. And they're struggling to be married year after year, 365 days after 300 more 65 days and 300 more 65 days. And that hurts me that I even have to say it that way. You're carrying each day a load. I'm not married. And I feel it. That's why I do what I do. And I want you guys to um, to untangle the situation. And I want you to do it with clarity. So if you reach out to someone or someone's reaching out to you to help you, that's great because sometimes you need help. You're going to grab that rope, whatever that, whatever rope that is that someone throws you, you're going to grab it. You're right. Take the rope, but make sure it's secure. If you grab the rope and it's not secure, eventually it's going to snap. So take a secure rope. And that is to, to think properly. If, if you're going to a therapist, know that the therapist is giving you proper Torah thoughts. That their guidance, even if they're not talking Torah, they're just talking therapy, has to come from a pure source. That they're good religious people 
walking a pure derech and it sounds right and it's good. And you could ask them who their rabbi is or who to who they gave them permission to do such things or come up with such, it's okay to ask those questions. My rabbi told me it's okay to ask those questions. You can ask properly, respectfully, take them on the side, not in front of people. Oh, I wanted to ask you, who is your rabbi? It's okay. And um, these are all communications. No one's ever going to go to a doctor and not know, um, you know, see the plaque on the wall, what, what university they went to, and um, let me see their degree, and let me see their... The, everybody puts it on the wall because you, you, have to, you have to show people who you are. You have to, it ha, you have, to have proof to, to be a doctor, to be something professional. Well, we, we, we're not going to have, uh, you know, see somebody semicha, but we have to know that they have um, a rabbi they follow, and so you know you're in good hands, and that's my main um, topic of the conversation tonight is that I want every single to be in good hands. Someone called me this week asking me advice, and um, this person was dating somebody, and um, she wanted to know she was doing things properly. And I was, I was glad to guide her, and I heard that she was also asking someone else and a Rebbitzin in the community. I was glad that she was asking a Rebbitzin also. And I didn't mind that she asked me and also asked someone else. I love that. Um, I even was so glad that she's listening to the show and also asking questions all around and doing everything. I got concerned that maybe she was, because there were just voice notes during the course of my day, um, through WhatsApp asking me questions, and I was voice noting back because I was at work. I all of a sudden, while I was in the middle of work, thinking maybe she's getting too proper on me. Maybe the dating process is becoming too step by step, rules, 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 and not flowing. We want you to flow. We also want you to flow. Yeah, there is a proper way to do this, but it should all feel like to the person that you're dating that this is a proper flow. It's normal. Don't halt things and say, wait, I got to ask my dating advisor or halt things and say, wait a second, I got to ask my Robinson or that's a question or if we're doing this right or are we doing that right or let me see, I'll let you know. The, let's let's just, you know, not lose the flow of the dating process while we're being cautious at the same time, while we're um, trying to do it right, while we're taking steps to do it right. Just have the thought processes in your mind and handle things in a flowing kind of way. We want to be pleasant for both sides and we want things to go and continue. Flow is you know, the f- dating process and you flow and then you'll eventually be down the aisle. There's Atasham. That's my goal for this evening, to talk to you about untangling yourself. And I realized that I've spoken a lot about um, dating advisors, matchmakers, and um, and I wanted everybody to, to go for advice. And then I'm thinking, wait a second, who are we going to advise? for to advice for and and there's a way to do that also and there's a way to know who we're talking to and i wanted to put that out there that we're not just picking up anybody so maybe a bunch of you went out and said oh wait i need a dating advisor and you just took anybody it's great go to an aunt if you know she's great for advice i'm not saying you for sure needed a professional someone who knows you well who's proper who's yashar who who's always balanced who's 
who's not very judgmental, who's not cynical, who's not very critical, someone who usually does things in a balanced way with their children or, um, you know, is always giving you good advice, that could be good too. So um, really that's the main, main topic of the conversation tonight. Who am I listening to? And you know what? On the whole, if if someone out there is not really having someone who's listening to them or that you're listening to, go on to itorah.com or um, learn Torah anytime and start watching, of, pick a few rabbis that, and follow those rabbis and listen to them and hear a few classes and 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 maybe get connected to one of them. One of my girls that called me recently, a different girl, told me that um, she listens to Learn Torah Anytime. And this specific rabbi, she feels like is her rabbi, but just from the videos. And she doesn't really know him. And I know the rabbi, and it's a great rabbi to be following. So whatever, you know, she's picking up from the videos of following the videos constantly and doesn't miss his new videos that they post there. Um, whatever she is gathering from all those shows, she's feeling like that's her Rebbe. And one day if she does have a question, she's going to feel like she only could go to him to get the answer. And that's amazing. That's amazing to feel like we could, from the internet, watch a video and feel like you have a Rebbe. And feel like there's a mentor there giving you Torah Misinai, giving you the Torah handed down, giving you clarity for your life, all the Torah clarifies how to do things so the more torah we learn the more we accept upon ourselves the more we realize how the torah handles things and how did Avraham avinu handle things how did moshe rabbeinu handle things how did yitzhak handle things how are these things or our imahot do things every step they took narrated in the torah and rashid out for us all those things teach us how to be. It refines us. And that Torah is our guide. Therefore, the purest form is reading the Torah and learning from inside who we should be. And that changes us forever. It makes us a different person. It makes us understand who we need to be and who we need to emulate. And we should have a go-between between learning the Torah and um, who we are down here. It's like we can't just read the book and then become. We need a person that we connect to down here who guides us. And we should have a Rebbetzin, a rabbi who we are close to, Be'ezat Hashem, that could answer our questions and give us clarity. And, and it's something I've done in my life. Whenever I have a question, I ask it of the rabbi who knows me best. Um, one rabbi who knows me very well and another rabbi who knows me very well. And then over time, there were other rabbis who knew things um, I felt had a, a very sensitive um, touch to a specific topic. I would go to a different rabbi for a certain thing. Maybe it wasn't about me, about someone else, and I knew they were really good with something. But I connected with different rabbis that knew my stance, that I cared about people, and that... Um, that, that you know, everything that I came to them for wasn't always for myself. It was about others. And they understood my stance of who I was and why 
the nature of my question. So we always have to go to somebody and ask respectfully and make sure we're respecting their time and that we called it at an appropriate time. We don't call rabbis Erev Chag unless it's a cooking question or pertaining to the Chag and you really need an answer. Uh, uh, it has, you know, you can't have a dating question and, and, and leave it for the last minute just because now is time good, that's good for you. When you have a question, you think about, is it good to call the rabbi or send a text and wait until you get response? If it's possible to wait, it's always better to not interfere in their lives. They're getting hundreds of questions a day and, and hundreds of interruptions in their life a day. Better send a text and wait. Don't send a text and say, why didn't you answer me? Me, sometimes I just send a text to my rabbi and, and, and in the hopes of an answer, but most of the time, I don't need an answer today. And, and I'll say to him, it's not an emergency. I don't need a, an answer this minute whenever you have time. Or he just got used to the fact that I, I, I'm sending a text and I don't, I, I don't want that text to stress him and him feel like, oh, I, why should I even take brain space of his? That maybe I'm, t- you know, Odette, I have to answer Odette. Like, why should I do that? I don't want them to feel a pressure from me. We have to respect other people's time and other people's brain space. Like we, they, they've got a lot on their minds. They have their own families, Baruch Hashem. They have their own shuls. They have their own yeshivas. They have a lot of things going on. And then we have a question and we're saying, well, how come he didn't answer me? How dare us? So it's the same thing with Shad Hanim. It's the same thing with singles. When I text a single, I wait for an answer. I respect the fact that they might be at work, so I send a text. Um, even if it's their own life that I'm working for, I don't expect the singles to, to answer me when I call. I look and think about where they might be. The other night I had to ask um, a singles. I forgot to ask them how their date went. And I realized it was 10 o'clock at night and I was about to text them. Oh, I forgot to text you about your date. And I said, what if they're on another date? It's weird for the Shafchan to text while they're on a date. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to text at 10 o'clock. I'll try to remember, send myself a note to do it tomorrow morning. We have to respect each other. And I'm very, um, not very, I try very, very hard to um, not interfere and realize that other people have a lot going on. So especially rabbis where we're not paying them for every piece of advice. They're not therapists. We're really just interfering in their life with our question. And they're grateful to be rabbis and do what they do for us. But at the same time, it's very taxing on their lives to do it over many years and many days and many, um, you know, um, transactions with people and, and, and communications, I want to say. So um, I definitely feel like a lot more, and I keep saying this, but I even the last few weeks, a lot more is happening on the singles front. A lot of more um, suggestions are coming your way. Um, I, you know, I hope that each one of you will feel it soon. It's a very large scale of singles as opposed to matchmakers. So it is hard. And not a lot of the times, I want to stress, um, we are working behind the scenes to get dates happening and we're getting refusals that you never even felt worked on because we're not telling you that there was a refusal. Um, is, is, is the person stubborn? No. Is their prerogative to say no? 
And behind that, it's Hashem who makes them say no. Because if Hashem wanted them to say yes, nothing would stop them from saying yes. No, no amount of pickiness, no amount of this, no amount of that. Hashem would open their eyes and ears and make them say yes. So, um, Be'ezat Hashem, things will start to continue to ease up. Be'ezat Hashem, things will ease up for the singles. That's the main thing. And the, things will ease up for the matchmakers if need be. I don't personally need it to ease up for me. I'm not stressed about dating. The only time I'm stressed is that I, it hurts me that singles are single and struggling to find the right one. My goal is to hear that all of you have gotten engaged. I love following uh, Simchaspat and Abel Bayou, those uh, Instagram posts that they make every day when I see it. I don't have to know who the singles are. Sometimes it's a familiar name. Sometimes it's not. I always comment because I love the fact that I don't even know who they are, but I always comment because I'm just excited for singles to, um, you know, find each other. And Be'ezat Hashem, the Shiduch should be a solid union that lasts forever and ever. Le'olam and Ad Biat HaMashiach, which should come. Be'ezat Hashem, B'mhera B'yamenu, Amen. Everyone, I'm wishing you all have a good evening. I also would love to tell you that I welcome your messages at It's All a Gift on Instagram at It's All a Gift. That's my husband's business. And I'd love for you to communicate with me there. And if need be, I would move over to a phone call. Um, I do matchmaking only in the Sephardic Syrian community. Outside that, I really don't know most people. Um, and I hope for all of you to find a matchmaker. I'll gladly give free advice for anyone who needs it. Uh, they could be anyone who needs advice could be Ashkenaz. They could be Sephardic. They can be anybody in the Jewish community. Um, I'd be glad to give advice or guide you to the proper place to get advice if I can. Um, you know, I kind of am good with figuring out what the next step is, um, even if I don't feel that I have solid advice for a certain issue, I will um, guide you to where to go to get the advice that you need. And there's sometimes different avenues to take, whether it be a therapist or a rabbi or a different kind of rabbi. In other words, a rabbi I know handles this topic really well, or a rabbi that I know helped someone else with the same kind of issue. Um, successfully. So Baruch Hashem, I have like different types of dating um, therapists that I know um, who I've sent people to and people tell me all the time and ask me again for the name to send other people to. And um, I'm glad to do all that kind of stuff. I, I give my time freely on the advice department and I give my time freely on the matchmaking, but um, the matchmaking is really only for Sephardim. Uh, I don't know, you know, Ashkenaz people or their types, like what, what you would like or what you would prefer. So that's, that's one thing I, I limit myself as I do. I work and I do have limited time for matchmaking, but I'm glad to um, share my knowledge with you in this area. And if there was any type of um, question you may have about tonight's show, 
please email david at synyradio.com. And if you have a title uh, for the next show, you can email him or send a message to me in private DM on Instagram at It's All a Gift. Have a wonderful week, everyone. A good Shabbat. We'll see you again next week, Thursday night, 8 p.m.